Hi, I'm Bill Arnold. Thank you for listening to this podcast. There are many more podcasts available at MyFaithRadio.com. Your support makes this possible. Thank you. And a warm welcome to the afternoon show. I'm Bill Arnold, and I've got in studio today Professor Dr. Andy Scuttinga. Andy, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, I've got a quick question for you. Ooh. As a psychology professor, I don't know if this was a dream or what, but I woke up, and I was in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Okay. And I was enjoying food and fellowship with the most loving an amazing family, and the day was too good to be true. Was it a dream, or did it really happen? Well, Bill, <laughs> in my professional opinion, yes, it's been a tough couple of years post-COVID. Could have happened. Might not have happened. <laughs> right, that's, that's your analysis. Yeah. Okay. Yep, that's all I've got. All I right. mean, if we want to talk about dreams, we can do that, but... Mm. I'm guessing this, yeah, this We've, could have happened or maybe not. Okay. Well, I've got a more interesting topic because social media is one that everyone is um, affected by in some way. I've heard of it. I've heard of it as well. And I know among our <laughs> younger uh, kids and adults, it's particularly dangerous, although it is uh, does have some uh, good benefits. You can stay connected with family and yeah. friends. Um so there are good things for it, but let's talk about uh, both today, um, the benefits and the dangers. Well, I think, okay, so the I think to just lay a, like a, a baseline, social media, I believe, is best defined, because I, I was looking into this, right, you know, in preparation for the show, and there's not a perfect definition out there for what it actually is, and the, what I found is... It's largely understood as internet-based platforms that provide the exchange of content that is user-generated, right? So Snapchat, Facebook, um, Twitter, I'm missing one, YouTube. Instagram. Instagram. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, Instagram. That's a bad one. I mean, it's a good one. Are we allowed to say things specifically like that on radio? I don't know. I think you already did, though. I did. Sorry, Instagram. I don't like you very much. (laughs) There we go. So we're off making friends right away. Oh, yeah. We're going to get sponsorships and everything out of this deal. I can't wait. I, in full disclosure, I don't use social media a whole lot. I have a Facebook account, um, but other mediums I do not really use, although I know what they look like and have seen them from time to time. Mm-hmm. Seems to me that bullying is one of the biggest problems for the younger generation. Yeah. With social media. I remember as a kid... If you had a bullying experience at school, you went home and got away from it. Yeah. But now you go home and open up your social media account and it's still happening. Yeah, this is a huge phenomenon in society today. And it's not just kids. I mean, it's it's younger kids. It's teenagers, adolescents, pre-adolescents. And it's adults too. I mean, if you just... Honestly, all you have to do, I, I subscribe to two different kind of like news and like a news service and a sports service where I read articles and it's it's paid content, right? And you pay a little bit every year. And I read comments sometimes afterwards. That's It's not really social media, but 
just the way that people treat each other. There's some significant what you would call bullying items even happening there amongst adults. You know, calling people names and and challenge questioning their intelligence and trying to be intimidating with their words. That's that's basic bullying, right? And mm-hmm. it's you know we call it cyber bullying. I don't know that we need to call it even cyber bullying. I think we just say it's bullying. Doesn't yeah. matter where it's at, right? I mean, I, I get why you say that because if you say cyber, then you know it's on the computer and not in a locker room, for example. Right. But either way, yeah, I've seen kids that have had to deal with this. They, you know, they get to the point where they need to switch schools. Like I can't Whoa. even go to the school anymore because I've been bullied so much online. Not even in the hallways or in the classroom. It's just simply from one wow. phone to a thousand other phones. Hmm. So when you look at the stats, Andy, mm-hmm. in 2022, 4.65 billion social media users on the planet. Mm-hmm. So 58.7% of the global population use social <laughs> media. That's pretty significant. Oh, it's probably, you have to wonder if that's the, the one thing that the most people do, if, if that makes sense. You know, like if you say, how many of you own a car? It's not 4.8 4. billion people. No. Uh, you know, how many of you own a house or own an apartment or something like that? It's it's not that many people. Um, I can't think of, other than eating, sleeping, you know, basic functions like that, I can't think of anything that that many people all do. Mm-hmm. So let's let's talk about what we understand or you understand as a, a university professor. Mm-hmm. You've got kids that are knee-deep in this all the time, oh, right? Oh, absolutely. So this is their world. Yeah. And you are not only a professor, uh, but you have a love and interest for the kids that are in your class. So you care about them as people, which is wonderful. You're a professor at North Central University right here in the Twin Cities and teach psychology. So I want to, first of all, just dig into, let's start with the, the plus side of social media. What do you understand kids and younger people, how they enjoy social media? I I see most of my students, and I and I ask them about this. I'm not, um, you know, I'm just I'm, I'm not pulling this off the cuff. I, I literally ask them, what do you what do you do on social media? And almost all of them are really heavily involved in Instagram, and a lot more using TikTok. We didn't mention that earlier, but that's another mm-hmm. social media site. Um, I hear a lot less about YouTube and Facebook from college students. Okay. Um, and maybe even a little bit less about Twitter. So a lot of it's Instagram and Snapchat. You know, they have their channels and stories that they follow, that sort of thing. Um, and students use them. Oh, Discord also, another another social Never app. heard of it. Um, a, kid, a lot of video gamers use it. Okay. So you can do a, like a live chat or a voice stream chat while you're playing video games. So that's, an, that's another place that kids can get bullied or have you know run into strange content from strangers, that sort of thing. Um, so I see my students doing a lot of that. Um, and I ask them, you know, how does it make you feel? Yeah. You know, what does it, what does it actually do for you? That's positive or negative. And the positives are generally the same things that we were talking about connection, um, the ability to see new things and learn new things. You know, there's vast quantities of really good and new information that comes out on things like Snapchat and Twitter, TikTok. you know, Mm -hmm. you, you might learn a new way to make a recipe or you might learn a new way to, you can learn how to fix a car on YouTube. You can learn all kinds of really useful things. Um, but I also fear like for every connection point, there's another point to have a really negative relationship or a negative interaction with somebody. Sure. Who you don't even know. Right. So let's, I mean, that's a, certainly a positive, but when I think of the negatives and I don't want to go there so fast, but here we are, mm-hmm. let's talk about them. Yeah. You have this 
inadequacy about your life or oh, yeah. your appearance and you don't like how you look compared to everyone else you see on the social media sites. Or you have this pain that you've missed out on something. You know, you realize that there's all these people at some party or event. Oh, yeah. And you're not there. And FOMO. it's happening. Yeah, FOMO. You're happening. It's happening live and you're excluded. Yeah, it's a terrible thing. And uh, that in, you know, in a lot of the research that's out there now, one of the most prevailing negatives is that exactly what you just said, social comparison. We are looking, and it, it began with Facebook, right? I mean, I remember when Facebook came out, when it first really latched on to the public, became part of the public sphere. No one is posting the pictures of their vacation where, where all the kids are unruly, they're fighting, they're complaining. Nobody's showing <laughs> pictures of that meal that you had to send back three times at that restaurant. Nobody's mm-hmm. posting that, um, you know, we spent the whole car ride there fighting with each other about who's going to sit in the back seat, Versus the front seat. Nobody posts that stuff. Everybody posts things that make them look good, that are exciting and fun. And, you know, here, look at our family reunion. We all got together with 70 of our closest relatives and friends. And what they don't show you is that they nobody really talked to each other, and it was an awkward time. But we all looked good in that photo by the mountain. So it's this kind of curated experience of life, and people just simply can't see through that to realize that's not how everybody lives all the time. This isn't totally realistic. This mm-hmm. is just the good stuff. Yeah, We can't help but compare ourselves to those things that we see, those places, those possessions, those experiences, and we feel inadequate. We feel yeah. bad. And that's just, that's just a really unhealthy way to look at and experience other people's lives. Mm-hmm. Dr. Andy Scudinga is my guest, a psychology professor here in the Twin Cities at North Central University. Andy, I would guess when you spend time on social media, the tendency is to be more depressed and have more anxiety than it is to have joy if you're yeah. a younger person, right? I think that's true, and there's some research that suggests that. So um, a couple things that I found, this is all pretty recent research. Um, uh, let's see, where is it? Oh, yes, higher investment in social media. In other words, the more active you are in social media use predicted adolescence depressive symptoms. Mm. Um, we see in the four domains of social media in terms of time spent, um, activity, investment, and addiction, all four of those domains correlated. So the higher you score there, the higher you score in depression, anxiety, and psychological distress. Um, frequent social media use reports greater symptoms of psychopathology. So... We have to look at these things and examine them like we're, we began with. What, what's good about this? So connection. You, mm-hmm. get to, you get to learn things that are new. You get to see exciting things that you maybe would never know existed in the world, right? So there's some really good benefits here. Um, but like anything, it's, it has to do with moderation and how much time you're, you're spending. And yeah. the more time you spend on social media per day, per week, per out, per month, whatever – we see pretty clearly in the research that the higher the amount you spend, the less happy you become. Yeah. And the less joy you experience in life and the more anxiety you feel and the more depression you feel. And I don't think that we as a society are talking nearly enough about this in terms of the realistic statistics and the, the realism of what's actually going on. I don't like it when I hear people say things like, Social media is causing the world to be ruined. Well, okay, that's pretty extreme. 
But I'm not sure that the benefits of social media are actually outweighing the negative costs. Should we get rid of all of it? Probably not. But how do we how do we balance that in a healthy way? And that's really tough because it's kind of addictive too. Because you know, whenever you are posting things and you get one like, it feels good. When you get a hundred likes, it feels really good. When you get a thousand likes, you're flying pretty high because every one of those little positive clicks is a little shot of dopamine into your system. Mm-hmm. And so you go back to it over and over again, looking for those positive hits. So you're always trying to look at the update. What? Yeah. What's the most current update? Right. Have I gotten 10 more likes? It's exactly what happens. Yeah, that's interesting. All right, we'll take a break. Dr. Andy Scuttinga is our guest. We're talking about social media, pluses and cons. I think there's uh, both we can discuss. If you have a question or comment on either, the text line is open. So please text me your question or comment, 877-933-2484. I'll give you that one more time, 877-933-2484. We would love for you to share your story about why you love Faith Radio and what has Faith Radio changed the way you think about something or even how you live. We want to hear from you. Your story can encourage others and glorify God. Share what you love about Faith Radio by calling 877-933-2484 and leaving a message today. Thank you for joining me today. I hope your day's been going well. I have Dr. Andy Scuttinga in studio. He's a professor of psychology, and we're talking about social media today. And Rosie was just uh, Googling a statistic. Rosie, do you want to share that stat with, with us? Well, yeah, it's not social media, but as soon as I start hearing all this, what do I do? I go to Google because I want to know more information. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. And Google's great, right? Google's it's a great, fantastic resource. But it's, you know, one thing leads to another. So what I found was 82% of Americans are on and using social media platforms. And so what we were discussing during break was if you think of children and the elderly that maybe don't use the internet as much or are as familiar, you can pretty much count like 100% then with the numbers between maybe 12 to 75, right? What does the other 31% do? Read? Read? (laughs) didn't say. Probably. You guys, <laughs> I read. they're reading books, probably maybe watching a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know. That's it's a, it is a worthwhile question. Like how do, how else do people stay connected? They get together. Mm-hmm. But even that is a little bit falling by the wayside, right? I mean, how many times this week have you had a chance to communicate with somebody and we chose to text because it's quick and easy and you don't have to interact. Right. We don't call it social media, do you? Texting? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, that's Yeah. Question that came in on the studio line. How do we break an addiction to social media? Is it best to go cold turkey? Yeah, uh, that's a really good question. I mean, I can see the merits for doing both. But if you're really into it, here's the great part. There's nobody, I've never heard of anybody complaining about physical withdrawal symptoms from social media like you do from, say, smoking or heroin or alcohol, where literally your body is fighting for you to get more of that stuff. 
um, I think it's probably a much more emotionally, um, it's more of an emotional and intellectual battle than it is a physical battle like a lot of other addictions. But this addiction is serious, right? Absolutely. How many times a day do you, Andy, check your phone? Um, honestly, not too often. Okay. Um, partly because, you know, I'm a college professor, so when I'm in class, I'm not checking my phone during mm-hmm. class. Um, and I turn off, oftentimes I turn off the, the notification system so it doesn't do nice. anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes I'll get a text from like a family member two hours later Okay, that I maybe should have seen earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not, I'm not very active with that sort of thing, okay. so I don't get a lot of response either. Do you take uh, digital uh, devices into your, the bedroom at night? Do you, do you read on a phone or an iPad or something? And no. You, oh, good for you. No, good I don't. Yeah. But and I would recommend that everyone not do that. I mean, studies are pretty clear that well. First of all, phones and devices uh, like like tablets, yeah. even your iPad or something along those lines, they flood your eyes with blue light, right? Um, which is which is mimics daylight. So you're kind of messing with your dopamine or not your dopamine. You're messing with your like levels of melatonin, and you know our pineal gland is the part that pays attention to light. And so it doesn't release melatonin into our system, which we need to go to sleep while we're laying there looking at our phones. Mm-hmm. And so many people, students tell me this, families, friends, they're like, oh, I was just laying in my bed last night, scrolling through blank, and I couldn't get to sleep. I was so tired, but I couldn't go to sleep. I'm like, well, put your phone away. Um, we don't let our kids take their phones upstairs at night. They have to leave it downstairs. My wife and I both use our phones for our alarms. Uh, we don't have alarm clocks anymore. We use our phone, but... Yeah, I don't, I don't read that in, in bed anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't recommend anybody do that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Another question, Andy. Can our dopama- dopamine receptors become resettled after a social media break or a cutoff altogether? Yeah, they will do that. Your brain mm-hmm. will, kind of, will kind of revert back to what you were before you had this addiction. It takes a little bit. Definitely takes some discipline and some work. Um, you know, bad habits are hard to break. Bad habits are easy to make. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and good habits are take longer. And, and for whatever reason, I think that's just the fall of humanity. Right. We it's it's a lot easier to introduce bad things and keep doing them. And yeah. it's a lot harder to introduce good things and keep doing them. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I want to be clear. I don't think all social media and social media itself is not inherently evil. I really don't think it is like many things. The Internet is not a good or a bad thing. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. And we use it how we we wish same with social media. So mm-hmm. I, I don't want anybody out there to feel like guilty that you have social media accounts. I think it's perfectly fine. We just have to be very careful to understand what moderation looks like for us. And if you ever have the feeling I'm doing this a lot, that's not a fe- you are doing it a lot. Then you're probably doing it too much. If now you're starting to think, well, maybe I should cut back. If you think that you should, if you're neglecting family or responsibilities oh, yeah. um, and your entire dependence is on online friends, you're using it too much. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're at work and you're in a meeting and you're checking your social media, that's, doing, that's a problem. I'm doing that right now. How does it count if you're getting <laughs> questions from That's a good media? question because this see, is the topic issue. Yeah. I'm researching you're right work- now. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I see what you're doing there, Bill. Yeah. Yeah, my students try that too. They're like, oh, I'm trying to learn something about psychology. I'm like, no, just put your phone away. Right. All right, Andy Scuttingham, my guest. Uh, there was a um, fundraiser last night this couple went to, and they said at a Christian camp this uh, summer, 
these campers turned off their phones for the whole week, every kid said that action was a very positive thing and made yeah. camp even more meaningful. I totally believe How that. How about no surprise there? Yeah, that's... Uh... Yeah, I was trying to think of an analogy. I couldn't think of that's like, hey, researchers have shown people like chocolate. You know, <laughs> mountains are tall and rocky. New yes. news at six. Yes. Oh wow, yes. social media breaks are healthy for you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, kids especially are. None of these things. We have to keep this in mind. None of this stuff was made for children. These sites were made for adults. Yeah. TikTok was well. I don't, TikTok was made for kids. I think, but everything else was was. It was, you know, Facebook. We all know the Mark Zuckerberg story. Mm-hmm. He made this for college students, and all of these other things stemming from that are meant for adult people who hopefully can self-regulate their needs and desires and recognize that this is a tool that should be used with caution. Unfortunately, most people don't do that. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a huge... I mean, we could spend an entire week of shows talking about all the effects, positive, negative of social media, mm-hmm. how it works, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's a massive piece of who we are today as a society. Yeah, no kidding. Another question, Andy Scuttinga, is, is there something wrong with someone who refuses to use social media? No. Yeah, amen to that. Other, then there's something wrong with me, I guess. I, like I said, I have Facebook, and I rarely check it. I mean, I just rarely do. Mm-hmm. I don't find it to be of great use to me personally. Um but again, this is this is my choice. I don't I don't particularly enjoy like looking at pictures of people's dinner. Really? I I really <laughs> I mean, my students look at me funny. I'm like, "I don't care what you had last night or where you went. That matters nothing to me." And some people think I'm the weird one. That's fine. But I I sometimes wonder if we are we're becoming so self-centered as a society that we assume Showing pictures of our daily mundane lives are so interesting and so important to everybody else. We're almost convincing ourselves that our our small world is, it's so great that it needs to be shared with others. And I'm not sure that's a healthy way to look at our lives. Yeah, you're majoring in the minors if I'm taking a picture of my brand muffin and sending it to you. Yeah. Right? Like, look what I did. And also, I was with our mutual friend, Larry, who isn't with you right now. He's with me. You know, nice. that's kind of the message, right? We, we, <laughs> even unintentionally. I really right. believe, you know, you send a picture. Look, here with, I'm all, with all my besties. Yeah. But you're not in it. Right. Viewer of my TikTok or my, you know, here's yeah. my Instagram story. I'm with all these good friends, but you're not in it. Yeah, you're at the C squad. Right. Yeah. Not A. I'm not gonna, I've never posted a picture with you, but I have with these people. Yeah. And so now you look at that and you think, oh, I wasn't in that picture. I'm left out. Yeah. And that's ah, that feeling of rejection nobody wants to have, but it's almost like we're creating it for ourselves. Yeah. Are you addicted to social media? Do you uh, find yourself being overly dependent on staying connected on social media? And do you have a, pro- a fear that you have a problem? Let me know if you do, or if you have a question or a comment, we'd love to hear from you. Dr. Andy Scuddinga is my guest. He's a psychology professor. The text number is 877-933-2484. Again, 877-933-2484. Are you spending too much time on social media? I want to find out. We'll be right back.
It's the afternoon show with Bill Arno. Drive time, drive time. Let's get it started. Jump in your car. What's for dinner? It's the afternoon show with Bill Arno. Thanks for tuning in today. If you just climbed into your car or you just got home and turned on the radio, that makes me very happy. I've got Dr. Andy Scuddinga in studio. He is a psychology professor at North Central University here in the Twin Cities, and we're talking about social media today. It has plenty of positive things about it. It also has a lot of negative things, and it seems, Andy, the negatives outweigh. I think in general they do, unfortunately, and maybe we'll get better at this as a society and in how we regulate ourselves and how we view the content on social media and how we interpret it, mm-hmm. right? Because as we were just talking about a little while ago, you know, we, we post pictures of ourselves with our friends and somebody feels left out. And I want to be clear, I don't think anybody should feel guilty for posting pictures of their friends with themselves and then, oh gosh, we left out Joe or Susie in our picture and now I feel terrible. I don't think we need to do that either. You know, post what you want online. That's mm-hmm. I think we have the freedom to do that. It's the interpretation that people sometimes create for themselves of I'm not in that picture, so now I'm I'm less than. When in actuality, we do all kinds of different things with different people every day mm-hmm. that we can't invite all of our friends to. So nobody should feel bad out there. I mean, if you're deliberately trying to tell everyone, look, I'm with my most famous friend and you're not, okay, then you're in the wrong for doing that to show people up. But it's you see, it's a fine line, right? It is. This is it's a it's a gray and complex area. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the law of unintended consequences. Now, certainly, mm. social media has led to some negative changes in human behavior. Yeah, I mean, when you think of people being maybe more self obsessed and narcissistic, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, and I think there's an element of uh, violence um, that has come out of social media, and oh. it has been used for all kinds of yeah, violence. Um, there's lower self-esteem, and certainly mental health issues, and I think trust issues. Absolutely. And I'm going to leave it now in the hands of the competent psychology professor to say something interesting. <laughs> well, I do have some interesting things. So you okay? So listen to this. Um, users of YouTube, Instagram, and Snapchat in one study reported more body image concerns and eating pathology than non-users. Um, we have re- evidence that suggests that the negative effects of Facebook on mental health, get this, was 20% greater than when it is experienced by those who lost their job. Say that again. I right? If I followed that. Okay, so the negative effects of Facebook mm-hmm. on mental health okay. is 20% greater in one study than what the negative than the negative effects oh, of losing wow. your job. So you lose your job. That's not as bad as having a negative interaction on Facebook <laughs> in, in, in this study, right? Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a little it's a little bit scary. So um, here's another piece: social media may be a risk factor, and again, may a lot of these studies are are they're correlational, right? They're not causational, so we can't say social media absolutely causes this, but it may be a risk factor for mental health struggles among emerging adults. But also that social media may be an activity in which emerging adults resort to when dealing with difficult emotions. So it's this nasty cycle of, man, I have all these negative feelings from social media. I'm not good looking enough. I don't do cool enough things. I don't have the right kind of stuff. 
and I, I'm starting to feel kind of like I'm a loser. So you kind of self-medicate by spending more time on social media, looking for different and better ways to feel better about yourself. And then you're looking, okay. And then you're in that circle of now, okay, now I'm going to spend more time on this thing that makes me feel even worse. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we have to, particularly as Christians, I think it's incredibly important for us to remind ourselves and one another when we are stuck in these cycles of, we have to ask ourselves, where does our value actually come from? And it comes from the Lord, right? Our purpose in life comes from God. Our value comes from the fact that not only are we created in God's image, but we are saved through Jesus' death and resurrection. And it's easy to say, yeah, 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 I get all that, but I still feel really crummy because I'm left out all the time. I don't have these interactions. I don't have these friends that my other friends do. I don't get to enjoy these cool activities that everybody online gets to do. That's where we have to stop and again remind ourselves, no, that's not the most important piece. Mm -hmm. It's our relationship with our Heavenly Father who values us so much that he sacrificed his own son for you. That's that's a way more powerful medium of value than Instagram Mm -hmm. or TikTok. Do you think some of the social media expressions that are being conveyed are oftentimes inauthentic? I mean, they're certainly not face-to-face communication skills, <laughs> yeah. right? Right. Um, and I think you sometimes lose an understanding and thoughtfulness. And when you're not face-to-face, it's pretty easy to feel disconnected. Yeah. And people are, so many people try to replace interactions, those those human interactions with warmth and I expression know. that you can only have face-to-face. You, but, you can't replace that with with these other mediums. You just simply can't do that. But there are so many places where there would be an opportunity to have human interaction, but everyone's looking at their phone. Yes. Right? Now, I'm, they might be looking at a text message or an email. So right. it's different than social media. But sure, the, it's sure. also connected to being completely distracted. Absolutely. I I always am incredibly irritated when I'm talking to somebody. And it doesn't happen very often, honestly, but it's happened enough where you're, you're talking to somebody and they all of a sudden are like, oh, sorry, hang on. And they pull their phone out of their pocket and they look at their message like, oh, okay, it was, it was nothing, right? And you're like, I'm t- talking to you. What is more important? You know, if, if someone says, I'm so sorry, I'm waiting for a call from the radiologist to find out if I have a broken arm, right? Okay, mm-hmm. that's something a little bit different. Or, uh, I'm so sorry, I have to see if this is my kid who's at school and I know I might need to pick her up for something. That That's understandable, right? But when we're engaging with somebody else in a listening situation and we're constantly checking, you're not 100% there, and that's that's hurtful to a relationship. Yeah, it really is. Nice comment came in, Andy. Uh, regarding a comment about Facebook, occasionally my wife and I will change each other's passwords. Then we only log on and check our news feeds for a set time on the weekends. This has been very helpful for us. Oh, I believe it. That's a that's a great idea. Uh, I, again, moderation is is the key for uh, I mean for so many things, right? Doritos are awesome. I love eating Doritos, but I can't eat a whole bag. I mean, I bet you can. physically, could I? You bet. I've done it before, <laughs> I've done it before right? Mm-hmm. I was a college student once upon a time. Um, but that's that's a bad idea because you you don't want to have that much Dorito in your body mm-hmm. at a time. 
And it's, it's no different with something like social media. It has some value. It's not a vitamin. It's like a dessert, right? It's like a snack. You don't want to build your entire portfolio of interaction mm-hmm. on social media. Well, it's competing for your attention. It's, it competes for um, your brain's attention, right? Yeah. So you're going to reduce your ability to maintain good concentration. Absolutely. And when you keep doing that, it's going to reduce your concentration over time. Mm-hmm. Right, we have the shortest attention span in measured history right now. It's that of a gnat, isn't it? It is so is it like nine so seconds? small. Yeah, we get bored so easily. And, you know, it's it's again, it's easy for us to like point at Twitter and say, it's Twitter's fault. Twitter did this to us. No, we let Twitter be a tool for us to use yeah. to write poorly written sentences and try to say <laughs> the fastest thing we can in 140 characters. And how many times have people gotten in trouble on Twitter for, yeah. s- for saying something? Yeah. And, and they pay for it when if they would have thought it out and put it into a paragraph, it would have come across much, much better. Yeah. How many times, Andy, have you had a text message or something because it was a few choice words on a screen and it led to a misunderstanding and it stopped conversation? Yeah. You didn't understand it. Didn't make sense. Right. Or it confused you. Or somebody was trying to be um, using satire or mm-hmm. sarcasm in written word and you're like, oh, wow, I guess I made a big mistake. And then you talk to them later, like, ah, wasn't that funny? How come you didn't <laughs> respond to my joke? And you're like, that was a joke? Oh, that's another thing that we miss. It's hard to convey a lot of emotional content in written form unless you're really explicit. Okay, so you make a Snapchat video or you may, or I don't even know if you can do that. See, I'm getting in trouble already. I'm, yeah. I'm mixing up the, the things. So if you make a TikTok video, you can you can show emotion. You can display your face to some degree. But it's still not the same as being able to see somebody's entire body for body language and warmth and mm-hmm. attention. It just doesn't it just doesn't fill that gap and a lot of people are just desperate for connection and they're never going to be fulfilled doing it primarily through online tools. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to be there. Yeah. I'm curious if people check social media mindlessly or intentionally. Sometimes you can have mm-hmm. your phone out and all of a sudden you realize you're punching the face the Facebook app or the Twitter app or something. Yeah. And you're looking, but you didn't intend to go there. Oh sure. You're mindlessly doing it. I think it happens to people all the time. I think it does too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes I I'll, I'll watch I watch students before class, not in a non-creepy way, by the way, or after <laughs> class. And you'd be amazed. So I have I have a couple of classes where I have a right, right around 50 students in the class. Mm-hmm. I'll dismiss or I'll finish. And immediately, bags will zip up, laptops will go in the bag, and the phones come out. And of people course are they immediately do. checking their phone, scrolling through stuff, and looking. And I think we've been in here for 70 minutes. We've been in here for an hour and 10 minutes. How many super important things do you think is going to come across your world in that 70 minutes, in the middle of a day? Mm. What are you looking at that's so Important. Yeah. I I really wonder. And then what about the face-to-face personal contact you could be having with another student on the way out the door versus scrolling through your phone? Sometimes that personal contact is when two people on phones run into each other. Yeah. Because they're not looking up. Yeah. (laughs) We have a very busy and kind of dangerous intersection on our campus. Mm -hmm. And I, I tell all the freshmen at the beginning of the year in my psych class, hey, when you cross the street, on 11th in Chicago or 10th in Chicago, 
put your phone away yeah. or you're going to die. And it's amazing how many students nearly get run over because they're not looking at the street because they're on their phone. And I think, guys, you're it's like those texting messages they put on the side of the highway, mm-hmm. which I find ironic because yeah. you're, you're looking at a billboard that says, distracted. yeah, don't text and drive at the same time, but look up here. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. eh, is that kind of counterproductive? I yeah. don't know. Yeah. So what about if you're wanting to uh, reduce your social media uh, consumption, how about deleting an app or disabling notifications? So you're yeah. not getting notified that there's a new new something on your social media platform. Yeah, a new tweet. New tweet, yeah. A new, I don't even know what an Instagram thing is, a post. Um, I'm not totally sure. So there, there's a few different things that you can do that I think are very helpful. Um, uh, you know, first of all, take take scheduled breaks. Like, just say I, from two until four every day, or you know, whatever time you use it the most. Mm-hmm. I am I'm just not going to have my phone out. Period. Yeah, I think because most people do social media on their phones, probably not on their computers anymore, because our phones are supercomputers. Yeah, they are in their own right. I mean, your whatever your you know your Apple, your Samsung, your iPlus, you know, Google phone, whatever. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff is incredibly powerful compared to what even laptops were 10 years ago. Right. And so most people are on their phones. I would recommend that anybody just take an hour or two, if you're a heavy phone user, where you just don't use your phone at all, put the whole thing away Mm -hmm. um, and turn off the notifications. Mm. Just do something that isn't electronic. I I think that's good for anybody to start a habit with. I did a a New Year's resolution years ago where I was going to take Sunday as the day where I was going to do a complete detox, no yeah. electronic anything. How'd it go? I made it to March. Yeah. That's better than most. Yeah. And I was in an airport uh, on a Sunday, and I was trying to re-book um, my flight or get on a different flight. Oh, so yeah. So here I am on the app, and all of a sudden I'm using it, and I'm thinking, uh-oh, now I've got two hours to kill in the airport. So I <laughs> kept using it, and that's why I broke my, my string. Yeah. My string was broken. And- I mean, I, that's pretty understandable, right? I mean, you, you've got to change your flight. I, you literally can't do it any other way. I know. I could have changed phone. my flight and put my phone away, but I didn't. Oh, yeah. And I see so, what you mean. Yeah. yeah. I would have given myself a pass to change my flight on a Sunday, of course. Yeah. Uh, but then I could have put it away and I didn't. All right. Dr. Andy Scuddinga is my guest. If you have a, a social media problem or you have a question or a comment, we would welcome that. 877 933 Eight four. Faith Radio and Afternoons with Bill podcasts are available because of listener support. If you are a supporter, thank you so much. Becoming a supporter today by visiting myfaithradio.com. Keep letting this bumper music play. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's lively, isn't it? I feel like I should do something. Yes, you should. <laughs> Besides talking.
talk, right? No, I, no. I feel like I should go rescue something. The, the talking part is good. Dr. Andy Skudiga is my guest. <laughs> and Andy, I've got my wingman, Terry. He's going to call you out on something because he remembers something from a previous interview. <laughs> And, and let me just say, uh, Bill, totally agree with Dr. Andy's example with consuming a whole bag of Doritos. Mm. But he's totally okay with eating a bag of mini Reese's peanut butter cups, right? <laughs> well, it, was a, it was a little bag, Terry. <laughs> but you ate the whole thing. I did. I was by myself. I, I, I didn't have anyone to share it with. Um, oh, I hadn't had we... any in a while. Oh, listen um, to the excuses. Yeah, I could do this all day. Uh huh. I deserved it. Because I'm here on planet Earth, right? We can we can do this all day. <laughs> yeah. So as we, me, as we talk about social media, <laughs> there's plenty of pluses, but it seems to be there's a whole lot of minuses. And for people that are prone to addiction, this is certainly an area where they can find themselves spending a lot of time yeah. and taking time away from other face-to-face interactions or hobbies or exercise or anything or sleep you know, this idea of staying up late and mindlessly looking through social media is yeah. not a good thing. No, it's not. Um, and and really only for the for the simplest reasons, right? It's just not, <clears throat> excuse me, it's just not great to lay in bed and look at stuff forever because your bed is, you should protect it as a place to, to sleep, mm-hmm. right? If you're good, if you want to read in bed, read a paperback or a paper book. That's, that's much better. So even social media can have a, a have deleterious effects. That's a big word. I know. I like that one. Do you use I that to word say often? It slowly, um, once in a while. Yeah, yeah. When I want to sound super intellectual, mm-hmm. deleterious <laughs> sounds <laughs> ominous too, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. But it's it it's another one of those kind of like almost second or third level negative impacts that we don't immediately think of. You know, we're we're talking about some of the major stuff like it. Com- Comparing yourself to others isn't always a healthy thing, but yeah. even just looking at benign things on social media, maybe you're looking at a bunch of cute kitty and puppy videos doing cute things. Yeah, that, okay, fine. You're, or you're looking at memes that make you laugh, but you're doing it for an hour, and it goes by so fast. It's a long time. And you realize it's one o'clock in the morning, and you've got to get up at six, and you have a meeting the next day that's really important. You're thinking, what am I doing? Yeah, that's that's not. You're not going to feel good about yourself. You're not going to have enough rest. And you're going to have regrets the next day, maybe even feel guilty or maybe even ashamed because you were looking at something that, you know, maybe wasn't all that wholesome, not mm-hmm. terrible, but just like, why am I wasting my time with this? Yeah. And that, that stuff adds up for us. It really yeah. does. Andy, this is troubling. 5.4 million children stay home on any given day because they fear being bullied. That's such a sad that statistic. Is, that's a big number. It is a huge number. And who's... Whose fault is that? That's what we always want to say. Whose fault? Who's doing that? You know, there's mean kids out there. Well, the mean kids have been around for eternity. Uh, it's social media. Well, that hasn't been around for a long time. But is it? Is that what kids are being bullied with? And what's the level of bullying? If somebody says, I don't like your hair. I think it looks dumb. That's Is that bullying? Do we call that bullying today? I, I, that's a whole other topic that's yeah. kind of fascinating. But that's a lot of kids who stay home because they're afraid of something. Yeah, no kidding. It's, that's, I feel horribly sorry yeah, for, for kids. I mean, it's a sad thing to think about. When we were growing up without social media, if you had some conflict at school or something that wasn't pleasant, you got home to your sanctuary called your family. Yeah. And you were in a loving environment and you were away from the, right. the bullying at least for a day, right? Yeah. Until school the next day, sure. if it happened again. But 
now you get home and and you open up your social media accounts and there it continues. Oh, yeah. And sometimes it could be merciless and unending. And and deleterious. Deleterious for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I can use the word too, Andy. Well Andy, you played. Know, you, you're not the only one that can use deleterious. <laughs> you are just a cornucopia. Oh, all right. All right. Verbiage. Yeah. Well, you're a plethora of big words, so. Oh, I feel smarter already, <laughs> which doesn't happen often at 4.40 on a Friday afternoon. Yeah. So um, when you uh, talk to students and you find out their uh, patterns of using social media, mm-hmm. I know they use it a lot. Yeah. Um, do you find uh, when you have them be as honest as they can be with it, that it's their friend or it's or it's something that is... Um, more of a of a threat. Hmm. I mean, I think, it's easy to be threatened by what you're missing. And, yeah, you know, I posted something. I got very few likes, um, and I put a picture of of you know me with a friend. And oh yeah, okay. And all of a sudden, it's like it just didn't get the likes, didn't get the attention. Yeah, nothing. I, I, that's where I think a lot of people feel a tug of maybe even loneliness. Like, do I, do I matter in this big world? If I can't even get people to like my posts, then what value do I have? Oh, I, think, yeah. I think that's where a lot of people slip into, you know, it's a, it's a pretty fast and slippery slope here on when you start to tie any of your well being or your value to things like this, to mm-hmm. content you create. Yeah. I mean, and it's a, it's a risk, right? I mean, anytime you post something online, whether it's a picture or your words, your an idea or even when you're reposting what somebody else created, you're attaching yourself to something that is out there. And if you get negative responses or none, it's 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 really easy for anyone to be like, "Wow, I nobody nobody cares about what I have to say." Mhm. And that's a tough spot for people to be in because they're slowly beginning to put their value in the, in the wrong places yeah. and where they're going to get their affirmation, com- where their affirmation comes from. Should be the Lord. It should be the Lord. And it's not, but that's not where they're seeking it. They're right. seeking it from human beings, right. which they're always, we're always going to let each other down in that regard. So do you know of the experiments that LinkedIn does running social experiments? Ah, I'm not familiar with it off the top of my head, but I have heard of some of the stuff that they do there. Yeah. So it's, you know, whenever you have any platform, you've got an opportunity for mm, manipulation. Oh, yeah. For all kinds of um, experimental stuff. Yeah. There's, the algorithms behind these sites are incredibly powerful. Um, You know, I've read some stuff about TikTok. Like they're, it's believed that their, their AI and their algorithm and the algorithms that they use to put content with certain types of people is the most advanced and powerful that we've we've ever seen. So TikTok is incredibly good at linking you as a user to stuff that they want you to see that fits the other stuff that you've seen. And so they begin to build a profile of you as a user, and they have you know millions and millions of users. I don't know how many people are on TikTok, probably over a billion, I'm sure, by now. And so that's a that's again that's a very carefully curated set of 
things that they can change and manipulate to fit what their users not only want to see, but what they want you to see. And I, and I say they, and I'm really talking literally about TikTok itself. Mm-hmm. I have a very thoughtful listener that sent a very long text, and I can't read it all, but the gist of it toward the end is that I'd like to ask for prayers for those kids who have been greatly and negatively affected by trauma in their lives and have come to lean on social media to find love. Amen. Whoa. Those are hurting people. Yeah. And when you are rev- when you are coming to social media for help, that's not good. Mm. That is that is not the place you're not going to find help there. You might find some or you might find an avenue to health, but again, this goes back to what we talked about earlier. We need human connection. Yeah. Real face-to-face human connection. Yeah. So once again, Andy, was my dream waking up in Lake Geneva, was that dream or not a dream? Did you have, you had time to think about it? Did, I actually change your mind at all? No. What are you going to do? I, that's You're a sticking with the first one. Yeah, yeah okay. I'm going to stick with... It might have happened, and it but might not have happened. That's what you're saying. It might not have happened. Yeah, sometimes. But it sounds nice either way. Yeah, I would just you know what I would just roll with the fact. Who cares if it happened or not? It's only you and the people in Lake Geneva who really know. I get it. I get it. Sometimes you're helpful, and sometimes you're not helpful. Sometimes I'm, I'm deliberately vague to save myself from trouble. I get it. Sometimes it's deleterious, <laughs> and other times it's very helpful. <laughs> but anyway, that's all the time we have. Andy, thanks for. <laughs> Coming on, talking about social Thanks media. Thanks for having me. Been it was a lot of fun. Very interesting. Dr. Andy Scudiga has been my guest. Andy is a professor of psychology at North Central University, which happens to be right here in the twin cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul. And he's also a really nice guy. We'll take a little break and we'll be right back with lots more. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.